Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. If you were going to a creative retreat, you wouldn't be bringing your clutter with you. This is not the time to dive into those projects. Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 75. In this episode, I'm walking you through a checklist for creating an at-home creative retreat. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I just lit a pink pineapple and sugarcane candle to set the mood. And in this episode, I want to help you figure out how to set your right mood to create a retreat-like atmosphere at home. With so many in-person events canceled or postponed until next year and beyond, you might be wondering how can you cultivate some sense of that retreat-like atmosphere, that, that bursting of creativity, the friendship and camaraderie, and of course the productivity and motivation that comes along with that. How can you experience that at home? So I want to share my checklist of 10 different steps. You don't have to take all of them. In fact, if you even just do one, it will edge you a little bit closer to giving you an experience that is more refreshing than what you might do otherwise. So let's dive into the first one. First off, I would love for you to tell your family if you're going to do an at-home retreat, whether it's a weekend, four days, even seven days. If you communicate to your loved ones about this, they will better be able to support you. So often we as family memory keepers are also the caregivers in our family and we shoulder a lot of the burden uh, and perhaps some of that is self-imposed. When you communicate with your partner or other family members or roommates, the people in your life, what's going on for you, and even directly how they can support you in that, you can have a better experience and feel that release of a weight, um, having more freedom to take a pause just for yourself. You'll see some of the other recommendations fit into this as well, but that's the first step I actually recommend is just have opening up those lines of communication and saying, hey, I'm taking this weekend to scrapbook. Can you support me in that? Or even specifically, would you mind doing a couple extra loads of dishes? I think so often in communication with our family members, we just need to be really direct and clear. And oftentimes we'll 
you'd be even more supported than we could have imagined just by having that conversation. All right, let's dive into number two. To have a creative retreat at home that is productive, I would love for you to choose a go-to project. This doesn't mean that you might not work on other things, but if you can choose just one thing that you would like to make progress on, that gives you a bit of a focus, a bit of a launch point, and some underlying motivation. You you want to see this either be completed or be more caught up or just see progress on this particular project. And it gives you that oomph behind the getting started. Um, if your go-to project is creating a number of layouts, you can even go ahead and pre-print your photos, whether you're ordering them locally or ordering them online or printing from home. If you're a paper scrapbooker and you need printed photos, gathering those ahead of time so you have them ready allows you to have that more relaxed experience, just like if you were going somewhere in person. All right, number three. And this is where the candle comes in. And you may love candles or you may be, you know, an avoider of fragrance. I want you to gather your favorite mood enhancers. It could be things to make your physical environment more comfortable, like candles or blankets. Or since it's summer here in the the North American side, it could be a fan. Whatever's going to make your environment more hospitable and make you more likely to want to stay in it. It could be music, it could be queuing up podcast episodes or a YouTube playlist. Whatever you need to get into the creative zone, I want you to intentionally gather those things in one place and have them ready. Okay, number four. I would love for you to clear your calendar. Now, I know it's not always possible to let go of every responsibility and obligation, but are there things that you could put aside until later that don't really have to be done now, that it would be okay if they went a few days longer? If you can give yourself that permission, particularly in couple with the communication with your family, you're more likely to stay kind of in that creative zone in a similar way Uh, than if you were outside of your home. We need to do whatever we can to go into this creative space, even if it's a guest bedroom, a closet, a dining room, whatever it looks like for you, to go into it leaving a lot of the rest behind. And, And throughout your time, whether it's a weekend or a few days, or even just one single day, you're gonna ebb and flow between this creative space and your real life. But the the more distractions that you can eliminate, the easier it will be to jump back in. So in the same vein, number five is a suggestion to ignore your clutter. Now this could be creative clutter in your creative space. This could be digital clutter on your hard drive. This could be clutter in your home. We all have lists of projects and things that we'd like to get organized, to tidy, to declutter, to sort. We all have some of that to do. But if you were going to a creative retreat, you wouldn't be bringing your clutter with you. You would be leaving it at home. So this is not the time to dive into those projects. Like all of your other obligations that you're able to put aside, 
the clutter will still be there when you return. And maybe even then you can use your renewed motivation, your uh, filled well to tackle some of those clutter projects. But that's not the focus during a retreat. Number six, if you can find a friend, at least one, if not dozens of friends to join you in this experience, it will be that much better. Now, I understand not everyone has access to others that love to scrapbook and share their passion. Um, Of course, we at Simple Scrapper have our My Simple Scrapper community, and I'd love for you to join us there. But even just putting on that YouTube video of your favorite creator, that can give that sense of camaraderie. And then maybe you type some comments in and get a conversation going that way. Maybe you pop into a Facebook group or follow a hashtag on Instagram. Anything that you can do to to generate that sense of community will help you stay connected, stay motivated, and get the ball rolling. And then the more that you can create an experience, whether it's you and a friend or chit-chatting on FaceTime or Skype or Zoom, um, or even joining our refresh retreat at Simple Scrapper, the more you can create those in-person interactions or recreate them in a virtual environment, the more momentum you're going to create for your at-home retreat. Number seven, make an agenda. If you were going to a retreat somewhere else, the host would most likely have some sort of agenda or itinerary for the experience. It would include when you're going to eat, about when we're going to end each evening, if at all, and when there'll be time for independent work. If you can create a rough agenda for your own weekend, you're more likely to stick to that commitment and stay in the zone. Now, since you are at home, there's two things that I'd like you to include in the agenda. One is intentional time to dive back into that home life, whether it's interacting with family members, caring for them, um, taking care of other obligations that can't be moved, or just reconnecting with your, your home experience. And then number two is that I want you to build in transition time at the end of your retreat. This could look like an hour or two on Sunday, if that's when you're ending, just to tidy things up, Start packaging things up, make some notes of what's next for you, your new ideas, wrap it all up and start planning for what's next for you in in your life as a whole. I think it's too easy to say, I'm going to do this. And then we have that rude awakening of coming back from a retreat. And I know we've all experienced this with vacations and we have to jump in right away back to real life. And that can be rough. If you can build in a little bit of time for an intentional transition of closing out one experience and getting prepared for the next, you are going to walk away feeling like this was totally worth your time and you know how to do it. And it's more likely that you'll jump back in and create another retreat weekend for yourself. Number eight, if you haven't scrapbooked in a while, or even if you have, if you can start with a challenge or warm-up type activity. And what I mean here is really following along with someone else's instructions rather than diving into your own project that you already know what's going on with. That provides an awesome warm-up to get your creative energy going, to get your brain connecting in new ways and remembering 
why it is that you love scrapbooking so much and, and getting your body re-familiar with all the actions it does when you are scrapbooking. And I think that so often we can bring a little bit of intimidation to the project. We want, we want our pages, whether they're paper or digital, to honor the memories that we're capturing. We want them to be worthy of them. When you follow along with a challenge or warm-up activity, you can kind of get some of that nervous energy out so that then you can ride that momentum and that success to your own next project. And even if you never do anything with that, that challenge piece or that warm-up piece, you are now in the zone and ready to keep rolling. Okay, number nine is protecting your energy. And what this means is to... If you're going to be in this zone, this creative zone for a weekend or a day or four days or seven days, you want to kind of stay in that little mental bubble as much as you can and be able to re-enter it with ease. And we've talked about a lot of ways to do that. And so what this also looks like is acknowledging when you're being pulled out of that flow and it might look like making more compromises in your home life letting things get a little messier than normal. It might look like just going with the flow very literally, going with your own flow and the, the flow of others around you to, to keep yourself in that bubble. It can also look like taking a few additional self-care steps, whether that's getting better sleep, nourishing your body with energizing foods, going for a walk, whatever you need to kind of keep your energy positive and engaged, the better experience that you'll have and the more likely you'll be able to carry this retreat-like feeling over multiple days. And then finally, I want you to let go of all or nothing thinking, particularly if this is your first time creating a retreat environment at home. I think we can get a plan going. We have all these ideas in our head of how we're going to have this amazing weekend. And then a little little wrinkle happens in life. There's, there's a child need you, you have to attend to. You get distracted by a project. You get an invitation to do something fun. Um, I think that there's this, this idea that if we didn't do it all exactly as planned, it was a failure. And that is not true at all, even the slightest bit. If you do even just one thing on your itinerary, that's more than you would have done if you didn't set the plan at all. So when you step into that gray area, the idea that it's not just black and white, it's not all or nothing. I either had this amazing at-home retreat weekend or I didn't then I think you're going to feel more success because this is real life. There are going to be hiccups. It's going to be hard to protect your energy, to stay in the zone. You don't have that true container of being away from home, that, that freedom, the flexibility, uh, the, the lack of obligation, and even the, the extra pampering you might have if you're being you know, fed meals and, and having that true... Um, retreat-like container to do your creative work. But that doesn't mean you can't foster it, that you can't follow these steps to create something that's better, that's more nourishing, that's more refreshing than if you're going to say, oh, I think I might scrapbook this weekend. If you can commit 
to building yourself an at-home retreat environment. It can be a beautiful experience that you look forward to and even want to create again and again. All right, those are my tips. If you would like to be part of an online retreat, I'd love if you joined us for Refresh. This is our 19th session of Refresh. As I said, I've been doing this since 2016. I love leading these events and it's it's just so rewarding to help scrapbookers create this environment for themselves at home in the comfort of their PJs. Uh, focused on their own projects and feel that sense of camaraderie as we're all working on these challenges together and doing it a little bit differently every time. I think that's one of the things I love most is that we encourage you to have that go-to project, but then we're guiding you through these activities that are a little bit different every single session to help you boost your motivation, look at your memory keeping a little bit differently, and just feel more engaged with your hobby and our community as a whole. You can find out more information in the show notes. And I want to thank you for so much for listening to the podcast. Next week, I'll be back with a new interview. This one, I'm actually bringing my husband on again. He was a popular guest in the past. We'll be talking about the family history research we did on our trip to Sweden uh, at the beginning of March, what we learned from that experience and how you can combine memory keeping and genealogy. Again, thank you for listening. And I hope you remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way.